0: walking with jesus serving with love and sharing with courage welcome to the pecan podcast Hello, dear friends. It is Pastor Courtney Ellis welcoming you to another episode of the PECOM podcast. It is such a joy and an honor to be with you in this way. Week after week, you have a lot of things that you could do with your time and you choose to spend 20 or 30 minutes here with me. And that is. That is such a joy. Thank you. I miss you. I miss hugging and handshaking and being together and all of the digital ways we can be together are just not as good. They just aren't. My heart aches to be back with each one of you. But until we can do that safely, I am grateful. I'm grateful for the magic of podcasting and emails and voicemails and phone calls and all of the ways we are able to gather together despite the difficult season that we are in. So thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for spending the time. I have been thinking over these past few weeks of something one of our members, Lauren Popkowski, wrote to me a few months ago. She wrote about finding micro joys in every day. The days can be difficult. The days can be long. We are homeschooling our children this year and the days can just be very long and the sameness of a season with Without our normal big joy milestones, family reunions, and vacations to travel far and wide, and all of these things that normally we look forward to, but God is good, and God gives us these small, sustaining joys, and part of what I'm seeking to do in my own life, and I invite you to join me, is to cultivate an awareness of these micro joys, Small things that bring us joy. My friend Paul Wallace is someone who's really into birding. He's a friend of mine just through social media. We've never met in person, but he lives in the Atlanta area, Atlanta, Georgia, and often he will write about going out in nature and praying for a bird from the Lord a little wordplay on a word from the Lord. He will pray for a bird from the Lord and he will sit there by a creek or in a forest and wait. And the beautiful thing about birds and bird watching is the birds come. The birds almost always come and we can't make it happen. We can't draw them to us in any sort of magical way, but if we are still and if we are observant, we will begin to see the birds. And then he will post pictures or a list of the birds that he's seen. And Lauren and Paul have just gotten me thinking, what would it be if we went through our days looking for these micro joys from the Lord. Maybe you're into birding. I am slowly starting to get into birding. Daryl thinks it is delightful and hilarious because it doesn't really fit with my fast moving, mostly into words and reading personality, but I'm working to cultivate this awareness and this stillness and this slowness and the gift of micro joys that are all around us. So I want to hear from you. What are your micro joys in this season? What are your micro joys? We took the kids on a hike a few days back, and out on that hike, I was looking in some of this scrubby brush by the side of the trail, and I saw this little flick of yellow, and I stopped, and I looked, and there were goldfinches in the brush I have never seen a goldfinch before they are beautiful and they are tiny they are smaller than I thought but it was this beautiful flash of color and life and light and I would have missed it if I hadn't been paying attention and that's true of many of the joys of our life will we attend to them and be attentive to them they are all over what are the micro joys in your life Write and tell me about them or leave me a voicemail. You can call the church office, leave me a voicemail. I would love to share those on the air. Or you can send me an email, Courtney.Ellis at mypcom.com. My other micro joys in the past couple of weeks. I have a new niece. My sister in Minnesota had a baby. Her name is Pippa. She is beautiful. It is killing me to think about how long it's going to be till I can hold her and snuggle her. But again, going back to the micro joy, right? There is there is grief in not being, being able to be present and hold that new baby, but there is joy in knowing that she is healthy and seeing pictures and video and talking to my sister. Microjoy, every afternoon, I have a diet Dr. Pepper, and it is a small thing, but I look forward to it. I do. Microjoys every evening at our house. After dinner, after we've put away the dishes, we have a dance party in our living room. Every kid picks a song. sometimes they've got ma- noise makers out or, or um, egg shakers. Sometimes someone's banging on the piano, but we just dance it out at the end of the night, every day micro joys curbside pickup from the library new books once or twice a week we go on a hike in the middle of the week that's a micro joy daryl and i have been watching the show lupin on netflix it's a french heist show highly recommend not good for kids there's a little bit of violence and language but it is really really clever and we've really been enjoying that what micro joys are getting you through. When we talk about micro joys, one of the things I look forward to is the release of a new book. When a new author or an author that I've loved for a long time has a book coming out, it just lights a fire in me. I watch those release dates like many people watch the release date of a Star Wars movie or a Marvel movie, maybe you like me are a book stalker and you think, okay, July 2021, I can do it. I can make it to July because this book will be coming out. Here are some of the books I'm most looking forward to in 2021. And I'm going to backdate this a little bit because some have come out in December of 2020, but I have not yet gotten my hands on them. So Books I'm most looking forward to reading this year, and books I would love to read alongside you. Maybe some of these are on your list, or you have others you would recommend. First, by Esau Macaulay. Esau is a professor. He's a doctor of theology. He's an Anglican priest, Reverend Dr. Esau Macaulay, and he works at Wheaton College, my alma mater, which I will always have a soft spot in my heart for Wheaton College. He has a new book out called Reading While Black, African American Biblical Interpretation as an Exercise in Hope. I'm so looking forward to reading this. Esau Macaulay is a frequent contributor to places like Christianity today, and he writes op-eds occasionally for the New York Times. He is very, very thoughtful lives an interesting life. His spouse is in the military, and she has been deployed for a lot of the years. So he's raising young children while he's teaching, while he's writing, and he just speaks really incisively and thoughtfully from an evangelical perspective on what it is to be Black in America, what it is to be a faithful Christian person and a deep man of faith, a man of the cloth, and to be Black in America in the 21st century. It is a perspective that is deeply needed, and it's an area of learning that I, I want to grow in this year. And so I'm looking forward to reading Dr. Macaulay's book, Reading While Black, African-American Biblical Interpretation as an Exercise in Hope. Secondly, Daryl and I just got our hands on Makoto Fujimura's book, Art and Faith. The foreword was written by N.T. Wright. N.T. Wright is a very trusted theologian in our house and in our church, deeply wise. Fujimura is an artist, and he calls himself a slow artist, letting the work take the time that it needs, doing it prayerfully. He's a contributor at Fuller Seminary where he helps in their, their arts program. And the book Art and Faith talks about what it means that so often we've divorced the art and faith in the Western church. We've, we've separated these things. So our faith becomes a faith just of words, but that's not how God intended it to be. And so, how can we let art inform our faith, our faith inform our art, and build these two things together? I know many of you out there listening, many of you at PCOM are artists. We have amazing, incredible artists in our midst. And I recommend this to you if you're an artist, but even if you're not. Daryl and I have just started reading it, and it is a fabulous and thoughtful study on what it means to be a faithful person in the church, in the world, in the arts. And um, Fujimura also has an illuminated New Testament where he has done art in the pages and the margins of a New Testament. And it's pricey because it's beautiful and well-bound, but there is a more affordable option coming on the market this year. And Daryl and I have our eye on that. We are looking forward to that as well. There's something about reading the Bible while soaking in art that can deepen our understanding and our awareness of God and who he is and his love for us. Third, coming out this January, I believe it came out uh, just a couple of weeks ago. I'm looking forward to reading Tish Harrison Warren's book, Prayer in the Night for Those Who Work or Watch or Weep. Tish Warren is an Anglican priest. She is a faithful woman of God. She also occasionally uh, contributes to the New York Times op-eds. She regularly contributes to Christianity Today. She is someone I deeply, deeply trust in her understanding of God's work in the world. And she has been through some deep struggles in her personal life. Over the past few years, she had a late miscarriage and went through a period of really tremendous Um, suffering and health challenges. And this book was born from that struggle. What does it mean to pray when we are in the midst of suffering? For those who work through the night, for those who watch through the night, holding vigil by someone else who is suffering, or for those who weep through the night, what a book for the season we are in in America, with this pandemic raging, with the social and political unrest, with the racial injustice. This is a book we need And I I respect her writing and her craft. Tish Harrison Warren wrote the book, A Liturgy of the Ordinary, about finding God and communing with God while we do things like make the bed and pack lunches and drive to work. And this is her second, and it is much anticipated. I cannot wait. I cannot wait to read. Fourth, a book on Christian simplicity, which is a, a virtue that is dear and near to my heart. Heidi Barr and Ellie Rocher wrote a book called 12 Tiny Things that also released just this January of 2021. And it is a book about delving deeper into the discipline of simplicity. And what I love about this book, I've just started reading it, what I love about it is the practices it offers are almost laughably simple. And that's intentional because if if your New Year's resolution is to suddenly lose 50 pounds, it's very easy to lose heart quickly. But if, like Rocher and Barr encourage, one of your New Year's resolutions is to simply look up more. Look up at the sky, look up at the birds, look up at what God is doing, look into the eyes of people you love. Well, we can all do that. And so it's this book of simple practices because it is tiny little shifts like this that really can transform our whole lives. 12 Tiny Things by Heidi Barr and Ellie Roscher All right, you're thinking that is a lot of nonfiction. What about fiction? Well, I am looking forward to Sean Smucker's newest novel, The Weight of Memory. It comes out in July of 2021. Sean Smucker is such a fabulous writer. He does both fiction and nonfiction. But his fiction works have this beautiful interplay of light and darkness, of of just the the rich woven fabric of everyday life when it rubs up against the divine. His novels, I I cannot recommend them highly enough, and this is on my pre-order list. (laughs) I I am ordering this book so that the minute it's released, it arrives at my doorstep. Sean Smucker's book, The Weight of Memory. And this was something I didn't know um, until I became an author myself, that actually for authors, pre-ordering a book really, really matters. Often Amazon and Barnes and Noble and the big retailers will not stock more than a few copies of a book more than a dozen. Or you know, it depends on the level the level of author and how many books they usually sell but those pre-orders tip the scales for those retailers and can make the difference between not just a big order but a big marketing push and not. So if there's an author you really love and you're looking forward to their book, don't say, "Well, I'll wait until it comes out, I'll get it, you know, a few months later." If you know you want it and you pre-order it, it is a huge huge help and blessing to that author. So Sean Smuckers is on my list to pre-order, not just because I want to support him as an author, which I do. He's just a wonderful, wonderful, thoughtful person. Um, But because I know that that helps. That's going to give him a boost. And I want it on my doorstep right away. (laughs) It is Christmas morning. You should see me when I get a book on my doorstep. It is a good day. Next novel I'm looking forward to comes from my favorite novelist of 2020, Susie Finkbeiner. Susie's next book coming out is called The Nature of Small Birds. It is a novel. And in Susie's typical thoughtful style, it is a novel about family life, but also about global events. The weight of small, the na- sorry, The Nature of Small Birds is also a book that I'm going to pre-order in the next week or two. The cover is beautiful. It's got a little songbird on the cover and Susie is such a witty, wonderful, thoughtful writer. Finally, and this is the book I am most looking forward to in 2021, not to read, but just to watch be birthed into the world. I wrote, I wrote my third book. I wrote my third book and it, I turned in the final manuscript for this book on March 1st of 2020. And then as we all know, everything changed. California shut down. And this virus raged across our country is raging still. And suddenly there were things that were not possible or very unwise, like international travel. And my editor came back to me in May and said, Courtney, I hate to say this, but I think you're going to need to do some rewrites. The world is just really different than it was. And she was right. So I sat with the book and prayed over it and ended up rewriting almost 50% of it. And the book was going to release in February of 2021, but all of this happened and all of these revisions and rewrites, and now it is coming out in August of 2021, and the book is called Happy Now, Let Playfulness Lift Your Load and Renew Your Spirit. There is a paper airplane on the cover. It's a happy, happy yellow cover, but it's a book about God's gift of play, how we are designed to approach our lives playfully, to live our lives playfully, Many PCOM folks were dear and kind enough to help me with this book. April Rudge basically functioned as a volunteer research assistant. Twyla Zerwas sent me so much lovely play research. I was able to interview Malika Cleland, who is a certified play therapist, registered play therapist. And um, and many, many, many PCOM folks influenced the idea and I think the deep biblical truth that we are designed to hold our lives with open hands, and to approach things playfully. Play opens us up to innovation and creativity. It forms bonds and joy and connection. And so I'm really excited to watch this book come out into the world. There is something about holding your own book in your two hands as an author that just feels miraculous. So that book comes out in August, um, and I can't wait to share it with you. We will definitely um, I w- I will I definitely look forward to sharing it with you. Um, I am not sure yet if there's going to be an audiobook version or not. Um, my last two have audiobook versions, but this one recording things is a little complicated during COVID, so we'll see. But definitely print books, and I can't wait to hold it in my hands and share that joy with you. What books are you most looking forward to in 2021? Maybe it's a new release or maybe it's a book you've always wanted to read and you've just never gotten your hands on it, but this year is the year. What are you reading? What are you excited to read? And beyond even the reading, what are the micro joys in your life? Where is God showing you his blessing, giving you that daily bread? daily grace, daily sustenance, that is my prayer for you, friends, that that awareness would grow, that God would continue to open your eyes to God's purposes in the world, the mission to love God and love our neighbors and spread the joy of the gospel. I'm going to end our podcast today with a reading from Psalm 105 on this thread of joy. Give praise to the Lord, proclaim his name, make known among the nations what he has done. Sing to him, sing praise to him, tell of all his wonderful acts, glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. Remember the wonders he has done, his miracles and the judgments he pronounced. You, his servants, the descendants of Abraham, his chosen ones, the children of Jacob. He is the Lord, our God. His judgments are in all the earth. He remembers his covenant forever. The promise he made for a thousand generations this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right, friends until next week. Thank you for taking the time for tuning in. Write to me at any time, courtney.ellis at mypcom.com or call the church office and leave me a voicemail. I would love to hear from you. I'll see you next week. Until then, take care, be well. And God bless.